everyone. This is Florence Bremer. I'm your host of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999, and throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between my work and my personal life. Thank you for joining me on this podcast, and we discuss time management and wellness tips for attorneys and business owners and stay-at-home moms, just anyone who can use this. I do want to thank everyone because as I record this, it is the Bonafide Legal Podcast four-year anniversary. I can't believe it. I cannot believe how many podcasts I've done. I cannot believe how much support I received for this. Thank you so, so very much. And um, honestly, you all help me as I talk through my life. It helps me to strive to be better. So this week's podcast, I'm calling it I Heart New York. I took a um, kind of a whirlwind trip to New York with my youngest daughter, Maggie, last weekend. Last Thursday was her last day of school, so the weekend before Memorial Day. And I had a weird schedule on Thursday. We were taking a red eye Thursday night and landing in New York Friday morning. So I went into the office. I took my daughter to school. I went to the office. I worked for three hours. I went home and worked, dressed for court, came back to the office. I had a trial from four to five which honestly is the worst time for a trial. Like who has a trial at the end of the day? And of course, it's the one day in the world where later in the evening, I'm leaving on a flight, but it got scheduled in and there was kind of nothing I could do about it. And um, I had another case that just kind of imploded before I left and I had to handle that. Um, because I had, I had a trial when I came back Tuesday, so I was coming back Monday night and then I had court on Tuesday and that, and I had everything prepared and then suddenly everything for that trial on Tuesday, there was a million things that had popped up on it. So I went, um, did my, my trial at four o'clock. It actually went, that one went amazing, had everything taken care of. For my other case for Tuesday, I went home. So I get home. It's like 5.30. I washed my hair and showered so I would feel clean when I landed. We got to the airport in the evening, and the American lounges were either closed or closed early in Phoenix. Our flight was like 11 p.m., and the lounge that was not closed, not closed, closed at 10 the lounge that was close closed at eight. So we went back to the further lounge and went there for like 15 minutes. 
So we get on the plane. My daughter instantly falls asleep. And I take one of my anti-inflammatories, which help me sleep, but they don't make me feel weird like, like a NyQuil or any other sort of prescription. So I watched Ozark and slept on and off for a few hours. We land in Newark and the flight is great. We had this very awesome landing. As we were landing, there was this cloud coverage over the city and the tops of the most iconic buildings in New York were sticking out of the clouds and it looked like they were underwater. If you've ever seen the um, Steven, Steven Spielberg movie AI, which originally I think uh, Kubrick, it was supposed to be a Kubrick movie and then he died and Spielberg took over. And at the end of the movie, if you haven't seen it, maybe fast forward a couple of um, minutes so you don't hear this part. But the movie is, I think it's like 20 years old, so hopefully not too much of a spoiler alert. But at the end of the movie, the main character goes to New York and New York is underwater and parts of the buildings are, are poking out. So this was filmed prior to 90 or prior to 2001. So the two World Trade Centers are sticking out, the Chrysler Building, the Empire State Building, the Statue of Liberty's torch is jutting out of the water, which if anybody has been to New York, the Statue of Liberty is a lot shorter than the other buildings. So I don't think it would be, the torch would be sticking out, but it's a very awesome image, you know. Um, anyways, I love that movie so much. If you haven't seen it, really see it. And that's what it looked like when we landed. It just was so cool. My daughter took a picture of it. It didn't really give it justice, but it was uh, awesome. So we head to the hotel, we take a, a cab, and I check in and the clerk says, are you sure you have a reservation? And it's the residence in on 53rd and Broadway. So between Times Square and Central Park. And I'm like, yes, of course I have a reservation. I said I booked it on the Bonvoy app. I've looked at the reservation a million times. Let me pull it up. I'll show you. I pull it up and it is for different days. It is for three days away. So instead of booking it Friday to Monday, I booked it like Monday to Thursday. And I just looked at her and I said, Oh my gosh, if is there anything you can do? I said, I really screwed this up. I don't know how I did this. I do kind of have an idea of how I did it, which is at some point I thought I would be taking the trip on the weekdays. And then I had a court conflict. So I ended up taking it for a long weekend. So I never booked plane tickets for those nights. So I don't know what I did. Like sometimes what I'll do is if I see a hotel rate that I really like, I'll book it in advance. And because then you can change it or cancel it. I must have done that. And, um, and then just figured that I would change it? I don't know. Like, I'm really not sure because I don't remember. And I really thought that I did it correctly. In any event, 
I'll tell you this. She was awesome. She was amazing. I would recommend this hotel up and down for days. It was probably my, my favorite hotel that I've ever stayed at in New York. She was so helpful. Not only did she let our, us change our reservation, she got the room, the type of room I reserved, and also let us check in at 7 a.m. And instead of checking in at 3 o'clock, and we let us go have breakfast at the breakfast bar. It was beyond amazing, like above and beyond. I tipped her. I said, let me um, please let my daughter and I uh, buy you lunch. And here's a little bit of money. And uh, she didn't want to take it. She's like, no, no, that's not necessary. I'm just doing my job. And I said, no, you have really gone above and beyond. Like, please, please take this. Like, you do not know how much you saved me. So the hotel room was beautiful. It was floor-to-ceiling windows looking out at the Hudson. Uh, The room was just beautifully apportioned. It had a king bed that took up most of the room. But for two girls on a long weekend, it worked out great for us. It had a chair that looked out at the window. It had a little built-in desk. It had uh, built-in dressers, tiny closet, It had a little kitchen area with a microwave and a dishwasher and a sink. And then it had the bathroom and the bathroom was perfectly set up. Like it just was wonderful. Uh, So we had, we grabbed like a, a really quick breakfast and then decided to go to sleep for a few hours, sort of get our bearings. And then we went to Times Square and there is a really good pizza place that was featured in the old Spider Man movies called Joe's Pizza awesome. There's generally a line. There was a line when we got there, but it moves quick. Uh, Then we went to Dry Bar to get our um, hair washed and set so we could look nice for a bit. And while we were walking, I saw Juliana Margulies walking. She was in a disguise, like she was trying not to be seen, but I 100% could tell it was her. Um, She was wearing, it was kind of warm And she was wearing a leather jacket and sunglasses, and her hair was in a baseball cap. And when she walked past us, I turned around and looked, and I could see her curls coming through the hat. Like, I just totally knew it was her. It was amazing. And, I mean, she has one of those, like, very beautiful, distinct faces, and I saw her face. And then we walked on the High Line, which is, used to be train tracks, but they turned it into a park. Like, very cool. Uh, it's about a mile walk, and we just enjoyed it so much. And then we walked to a diner, and I just had fries. There is something about French fries in New York, which I don't know if this will make sense, but those French fries are just regular. And my daughters make fun of me because I say the only flat fries that I like are regular fries. I don't like fries that have coating on them. I don't like seasoning. I just want a square potato and that's it. So they had good fries. A steak fry I can do too. I consider that a regular fry. And that's what these fries were. But just salt, regular potato, no weird coating, not a weird curly fry, nothing like that. And I had a cup of coffee. Like having a cup of coffee in a diner in New York is such a treat to me. So we decided to walk to Macy's and then it starts raining and it's raining 
on and off. I had to buy an umbrella. It ruined our hairstyles from dry bar. At first, it just got misty before it rained and our hair our hair just got ruined. Um, so we went to, and then it started raining. We bought an umbrella. We went to Macy's, did a little bit of shopping. Then we headed to the Empire State Building. We were going to go up. And we got trapped in a store by pouring rain, like torrential downpour. My daughter got some new shoes, not related to the rain. She um, had to, um, she just wanted, she found some shoes that she liked. And we took an Uber back. And um, because of the rain, it ended up being this very expensive price. And I noticed that the Uber and Lyft charges were higher than they have been in the past. And um, I don't know, you know, I'm addicted to using those apps now because um, it's just so quick usually. I know that many New Yorkers will just take the subway exclusively because it's the quickest way to get around the city. But we really didn't have time to figure out the subway system. We were there for four days and three nights, and we just had to get around as fast as possible. So when we were coming back when at that store, it rained so hard that the streets were flooded. My shoes were completely soaked. My daughter <laughs> couldn't stop laughing because... There was this big puddle, and all I could do was walk through it. We went back to the hotel, and we went back to sleep, and my daughter said, I took a fat nap. <laughs> That's what she called it, a fat nap. And we put on Creep Show Season 3, and I passed out. So after the night of traveling and the day of walking, we walked 16,000 steps on that first day. That was Friday. It just hit me like a bag of bricks like I was exhausted and I wanted to maybe see a Broadway show um, but they start at like seven or eight so when we um, when I woke up I called John's on 12th which is an Italian restaurant that I love. I've been there three times. And I thought I better call because it was a Friday night. They have a vegan Italian menu. They have a traditional Italian menu, but then they have a whole page of vegan options. It's a very New York restaurant, old white tablecloths, one of those narrow restaurants. They have a a very, very good dinner. I had the vegan eggplant parmesan. I, at some point, want to get everything on the menu. We also had an amazing avocado bruschetta. My daughter had a stomach ache, and she seems to get one each time we travel. And besides that, she, she actually ate the avocado bruschetta, and she had some soup. But it was a wonderful candlelight dinner and the whole time 
We were laughing and talking about the day. And this is something I don't get to do very much with her because she's the youngest and she has two older sisters who have babies. So I feel like she sometimes loses some of the attention, but she's a really good sport about it. She's a really good aunt. She's a really good sister. And that's why I thought this trip was very important for me to take her on because I wanted her to see the city and experience some culture and some history. So after we went to John's on 12th, it was still kind of drizzling and like kind of a crazy fog. But we went back to the Empire State Building because earlier we were across the street when my daughter bought the shoes, but because it was raining so hard, we didn't go up. So we went back to the Empire State Building. We go through the lobby to where you check in to get tickets. And I'm delighted because there's no people. And it turns out it's because the fog was so dense. <laughs> the attendant said, well, you can buy tickets, but there's absolutely no visibility. So we didn't do it. In a way, I was a little bit disappointed because I thought we could have been at the top of the Empire State Building on our own with no other people. But if we were just going to stand in a fog, I guess it wasn't worth it. So we went back to the room and put on a kid's show and went to sleep. So Saturday, we had to get up early because I had tickets for the Statue of, Statue of Liberty and the New World Trade Center. So I wake up at 6.20 to grab breakfast, and I get down there a few minutes before 7, and the buffet doesn't open until 7. And another guest says to me, I'm sure it's okay to get the coffee. So I start pouring, and a man runs out and yells at me and takes away the whole coffee pot. And it was like 10 minutes early, so it was so weird because the coffee was already out there, but I said in my head, I really can't complain after the amazing service of changing my reservation. So it was more just sort of a, an anecdote that sort of tickled me that he was very upset that we were trying, me and a few other guests were trying to get coffee 10 minutes early. They had on this buffet amazing breakfast potatoes. They had onions and peppers and were really good. And I will tell you this, I stay in a lot of hotels and I really like to have the ones that have breakfast. It, there's sort of a, a, a double-edged sword to it, which is it's wonderful to have the breakfast and have the coffee. And, you know, a lot of times they'll have things like granola bars and fruit that you can bring back to the room. But it does prevent you from going out into the world and trying a breakfast, uh, one of the local breakfasts. But in my opinion, I'd rather be able to go down and grab some coffee and, and something to eat and start my day that way instead of trying to figure out where I can get into to eat. So we, uh, and, and going back to the potatoes, on a buffet, they always suck. They're always hard and cold. And these were hot, and soft and good seasoning and a little bit of a kick and with the onions and the peppers they were great like I'm just thinking about it my mouth is actually watering a little bit so we had to leave early for our tour and we had to go downtown to Battery Park we get a lift right away 
We get there early, but the tour's running late, so we wait. And I was just kind of frustrated about this because I was 15 minutes late for our hair appointment the day before, and they had to push it an hour. So now I was early, and now this was late. And I was nervous because I had tickets for a 9 to 11 time frame for the World Trade Center, and I wasn't sure what would happen. If I showed up after 11, would they void the tickets or would they put me in another slot? I just didn't know. Spoiler alert, nothing happened. I was late, but I was able to go to the top of the World Trade Center, no problem. So the process was for this tour, we had to walk through the park, we had to walk to get to the boats, and our tour guide was late. So that's what we figured out why it was taking time to get us going. So we had someone who greeted us, but that wasn't the tour guide. And then the guide showed up late as we were walking towards the boats. It was very good to do this tour because the guide gushered, ushered us on the boats. So we skipped the line. That alone was worth it. We went to Liberty Island and we then broke off from our tour group so we could walk around very quickly and take the next ferry back. The Statue of Liberty was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in person. I've never been to the island before. I've only seen it from Battery Park or from the World Trade Center. One time I stayed in a hotel on my first trip to New York by myself, and my view was just the Statue of Liberty. It was just so amazing. Um, We did not go into the Statue of Liberty, but we walked around the whole island and enjoyed her from all views. If I had a whole day, perhaps it would have been worth it to go into the pedestal. Um, But when I got there, I thought it just seems like a lot of stairs. (laughs) So we didn't do that. And you can't go into, I don't think anyone can go into the crown. I think the highest you can go is the pedestal. And I thought, well, that's just me looking out at Manhattan. So I didn't know if it was worth it. Uh, So you don't go into the crown. And I don't think anyone's been able to go into the torch in forever. So we hop on the ferry and you can get off on this ferry. You can get off at Ellis Island. But because we were running late, we skipped it. So we just saw... Ellis Island from the ferry. And then we went to one trade center and walked through the 9-11 memorial. Felt very emotional. Just it's so sad. The two fountains that are the footprints of the two trade centers. Like how can you not just feel completely overwhelmed? The new trade center is such a beautiful, massive building. We went to the top. I had bought the tickets in advance, and so we were able to skip the line. We got there at 11.30, which was 30 minutes past my time slot. They just scanned the tickets, and we went in like no problem. We actually spent a few hours there. We enjoyed the view and the air conditioning. Um, The crazy thing is, this time of year, it's the 60s, 70s, maybe 80 at the most in New York. We went during an epic historical heat wave. So Saturday and Sunday, the two days that we were doing everything, it was in the 90s. I don't know if it, in recorded history, if it's ever been that hot there during that weekend. 
So um, we weren't in really a hurry to leave the top of the Trade Center because of the air conditioning. And we just were, we were moving from windows to windows and just kind of enjoying the view. And then there's a mall at the bottom in a separate building. We walked through the mall, uh, got some candy, looked around a little bit. And then we took a lift and we drove past Trinity Church where Alexander Hamilton is buried. Then we went to so- Soho. Soho is so cool, but the roads are like all brick and there's tons of traffic, tons of young people there. We went to a Fendachi pop-up store, which is a collaboration between Fendi and Versace. And they had a huge, big screen. And we actually sat and watched the whole fashion show from Fendachi that happened a few weeks prior. Like it was amazing. They had some really well-known models in it and just seeing all the clothes and the bags and the shoes was amazing. I love fashion. And then we went to a bakery called Dominique Ansel Bakery. A client told me to check it out and it's the home of the cronut which I didn't realize I remember the cronut being very big probably about 10 years ago and so we went in there and my client had said get something called a DKA it was kind of like a croissant muffin it was really really delicious and when I bought that the clerk said hey we still have some cronuts so I bought one of those as well And we brought them home. And we go back to the hotel. You know, it's really hot. It took us forever to get a lift. And we get back to the hotel. My daughter passes out. She was exhausted. I showered and uh, got rid of my um, hairstyle that I had paid for that was ruined the day before. Um, And the other thing that happened was my feet were completely blistered on each of my toes there was the biggest blister you've ever seen in your life and I had wore tennis shoes the day before I wore sketchers the day before and the second day I wore slides I don't think the slides were really the problem but the slides were kind of hitting the blister at least it wasn't helping I did not feel cute the whole time I was in New York. And also, I packed so stupidly. I actually had to do a load of laundry at the hotel. So um, the hotel had laundry service, which was great. I, again, I highly recommend a residence in. It is meant for longer, longer stays than a regular hotel because it will have um, you know, a little, it'll have a little fridge and has a little kitchenette. We stayed in one when we went to Disneyland and it had, it actually had a stove. Um, and when you're staying for a few days and especially if you have kids to have things like a refrigerator, um, where you can put milk and sodas and waters and like whatever you need is amazing. Um, so they had a laundry, um, there So I went um, to, I checked out the laundry room when my daughter was napping. 
and I there's like no machine or anything to buy detergent. So I go downstairs and I say, can I buy some detergent from you? And they say, no, you cannot buy the detergent from us. We will give it to you for free. So again, another reason why this hotel was just so stinking amazing. Um, so I got some detergent and then later did laundry. But then we had to leave for reservation for tea at Bergdorf's. I went three years ago with my sister-in-law and it was so fun and Bergdorf's overlooks Central Park. So it's definitely a fun splurge. My daughter said, when I'm older, I'm bringing my best friend here for tea. So she really liked it. And um, the the, the food that they serve with, first of all, like any tea that you pick is delicious. And then they serve little sandwiches, scones, like I'm not joking, like the best scone in the world. And then little bite-sized desserts. Like it's perfect, just a perfect amount of food. We actually were sharing with the people who were seated next to us. Um, there were people next to us that had a baby and we asked them if they wanted one of the treats. And then the, there was uh, people on the other side of us and we shared some of the treats with them as well. Then my daughter and I went to the Museum of Modern Art and it was closing in 30 minutes but my daughter was free so I bought a ticket and we ran through it as quickly as we could. We saw Van Gogh's Starry Night. I was amazed to be in front of the original starry night. There was tons of Picasso. There was a beautiful Jackson Pollock. Um, just some really, really great modern art. We ended up missing the fourth floor. As quick as we were trying to be, we um, just ended up missing a whole floor. So, But it was nice to see what we did see. So by this time, my feet are even worse. The blisters on the side of my toes were so big. And when I was in the, we went to the Museum of Modern Art um, store. The store was open later. And they had a little first aid kit, like a artistic looking first aid kit. And it had band-aids and an antibiotic gel. So I buy these and then from the, from MoMA, we go straight to go see the musical Chicago. And every time I've gone to New York, I bought tickets from the booth in Times Square. I think it, for some reason in my head, I think it used to be called Hot Ticks. And now I think it's just called Tickets. And it has this big red and white sign. And that's what I was taught when I first went there. It was you go there and this is where you get tickets and there's good prices. And I, this time I said, okay, I'm going to just like read up on it and see if there's other options. And I read some reviews and people said, if you have a preference on a musical, just go to the box office. And I was really trying to see Chicago. Like I knew what I wanted to see because Pamela Anderson was in it and she was playing the lead, Roxy Hart. And I was very intrigued. I thought, I didn't know she could sing and dance. I want to go see this. And the theater was 
basically around the corner from our hotel. We were on 53rd and Broadway. I think the theater might have been on 49th or 50th. It was really close. It was probably, I think there was one theater that was closer, but it was having a regular play. And I thought it would be fun for my daughter to see a musical. So we go to the box office. We took the, we took a lift from MoMA to the box office. It's a Saturday night. It's 15 minutes before the show. There's this big, huge, long line of people with their tickets, but the box office doesn't have a line. So I go up to the box office and I say, do you have any tickets available? He goes, how many? I say two. He goes, I have amazing seats. Fourth row aisle for $139 each. I said sold. Like I was delighted. I had never had seats that great at a Broadway show before. I always bought them at Hot Tickets and I was always kind of in the back or, you know, in the middle between lots of people. Um, So I will just go to the box office. I will pick a show and go to the box office and buy. Pamela Anderson was so cute. She, She looks great. She had a very pleasant singing voice. Her dancing was good. She was with Broadway caliber stars for the other roles. So you can tell she's not the strongest singer, but she still was really good. The rest of the cast was amazing. And you see how hard they work. And so we we watch the play and we're like delighted. And then we walk outside and people are kind of waiting. And I figured there was probably no autographs right now because of COVID, you know, and there was only a few places we had to wear masks. And that was um, inside the Broadway show, the Museum of Natural History, which we went to on another day, um, going through security to get on the boat for the Statue of Liberty. And I can't remember if we had to wear them at the Museum of Modern Art, maybe. Um, And that was it. Um, so we're waiting. I I noticed people are waiting outside. So I said to my daughter, we can wait and see what happens. And she's like, oh yeah, I want to. And we were kind of in the street behind this SUV that was waiting, which we later found out was her ride was Pamela's ride. So we're waiting outside and they, there's this gate that we're kind of standing behind and they, the security like swings the gate And then my daughter's like right by the door of the SUV. And I just kind of hung back a little bit, just keeping my eye on her. So my daughter was the last stop before she gets into her SUV. And she got Pamela's autograph and took a picture. Um, She, Pamela was not doing pictures, but you could take a picture of her, you know, as she was getting in her car and signing your autograph. And uh, Maggie got a video of Pamela coming out. So we went back to the hotel, ate some treats that we had from the bakery, and passed out. So Sunday, I wake up early for breakfast, and I put in my laundry. I fall back asleep for another hour, and then we went to the Natural History Museum to get there you know, right after 10 to for when it opens. And so we pull up, and there's a line outside and around the corner. And there was a sign that said, must have tickets and reservations in advance. 
And I'm like, I did nothing. Because anytime I've ever gone there, you can just go up and get a ticket. And it was the easiest thing in the world. But there were so many people there. So I booked us tickets while we're standing outside. And we go in and we're ushered to the front just to go right in. There was a huge line of people buying tickets. So even though there was that sign, you could still buy tickets inside. And there was probably 400 people in a line waiting. And we just went in because we did it while we were standing in the outside line. So that was good. Um, Here's a secret I will tell you about what I do in museums, which works out really well. I start at the top and work my way down. I think most people do the opposite. So they start at the bottom, start kind of work, you know, walking around and then work their way up and then they have to come down to leave. The good thing about starting at the top is when you're done, you just walk out the door. You don't have to take an elevator, take the stairs, nothing. You're just walking out. Um, also like from a relaxing standpoint or in terms of taking the stairs, Usually what I'll do is I'll just take the elevator all the way up and then take stairs down. So um, you're not climbing stairs the whole day either. And when you're walking a ton like you are in New York, at that point, you really don't need the extra um, exercise. And also because most people do the opposite, if you are starting at the beginning of the day, the top floors do not really have a lot of people on them. So when we started at the top, the top floor, we almost had it to ourselves. Like there were some people up there um, and there's a lot of dinosaur stuff on the top floor. So I think some people went up there just because it's interesting exhibits, but um, really not a lot of people. You know, by the time we got down, there were just tons of people everywhere. While we were there, we were starting to get hungry, and they had a food court. It was super crappy, actually. I had some rice and some potatoes. It was $35 for no food. And so it was very disappointing in a city that has the best food. And we were there about three hours. And then we took a lift to Cathedral Church St. John the Divine in Harlem. This is where James Gandolfini's funeral was at, and it is amazing. It is so big. I can't even describe to you how big it is. The Up to the top of the cathedral must be eight stories. I, I don't know. It's just huge. It's this huge open cathedral, and I never go that far uptown. And um, I usually go about as far as Times Square and some Central Park stuff, but never go that far north. So it was such a treat. It was under construction, so the entrance fee was lower. They were only charging $5, but still amazing. I kept saying to my daughter, there was no way to describe the majesty of this building. So all I can say is if you are in New York, take the trip up there. It's so wonderful. And while we were in the lift, I saw the diner from Seinfeld, the Tom's restaurant, you know, the thing that they show a million times during the Seinfeld um, 
during the whole series of Seinfeld. It's the restaurant where the four of them always eat. It wasn't filmed there, of course. I mean, that was a set, but the outside that they showed over and over and over again, we saw the restaurant. And we um, went inside, and they had a bunch of Seinfeld stuff going on. You know, they had an autograph picture of the whole staff. They had that painting of Kramer that shows up in the episodes. And I love coffee at a diner. I don't know why. Just coffee in a ceramic mug just feels so wonderful to me. It's so much better than like going to Starbucks and getting coffee in a paper cup. It just feels more relaxing. It, it even feels more like an event. It reminds me of just being with my dad and grandpa when they would go out for coffee and they would just relax over a cup of coffee. My daughter had salmon and it was good actually and there was all this stuff on the menu and for some reason I didn't know I was like panicking I'm like there's too much to pick from so I order a grilled cheese but the fries and the grilled cheese was good but I could get a grilled cheese anywhere like what the heck but the fries were regular fries just like I like like yum they were so good so we take a lift back to the hotel, and I pass out for two hours. Like, I'm so exhausted. My daughter actually went to the gym and worked out. And um, then she came back from her workout, and she took a several-hour nap. I didn't disturb her because we had seen a lot in a few days. So I worked while she slept. And um, the crazy thing is, I got so much work done when I was gone because I could sit for large blocks of time and not be interrupted either at home or at the office. And I did actually, a, I brought a couple large projects with me and completed them. It was nuts. Like I still can't get over it. So my daughter woke up, it was 9 p.m. So we head to Times Square. It's a Sunday night still super crowded and there was kind of a bunch of weirdos so we cut over to six and I see 30 Rock Rockefeller Center and there's a big sign that says observation deck and we were going to go back to the Empire State Building that night but we're standing in front of Rockefeller Center so I'm like well why don't we go in and check out what the details of the observation deck are so they say there's no 70th floor because there's lightning tonight. So I asked the guy who sells the tickets, I said, what's your recommendation? Is it still worth it to be able to go up to the 67th and 69th floor? And he said, oh, yeah, I mean, it's still an experience. The thing that he didn't tell me was that the 67th and 69th still had outdoor decks with benches and big glass walls. It was amazing. It was amazing. There was this great breeze. It was so humid on the ground and up in the sky, there was this wonderful breeze. And we spent probably over an hour there. We looked at the Empire State Building a lot. There was um, a show, like a light show going on. And our plan was we were going to grab 
a slice of pizza in Times Square, and then we were going to head out to the Empire State Building. So instead, we have an amazing view of a light show on the Empire State Building. We had an amazing view of the World Trade Center, some other buildings that were their, um, their antenna were turning colors. And I'm a sucker for anything like changing colors, like any sort of light shows. We saw, and then we look and we see this building with this floor that's like all purplish. And my daughter said, it looks like the party from the cartoon Shark Tale. So we asked the people who worked at 30 Rock and they said it's a new observation deck for a building called One Van Vanderbilt. And I looked it up and it's very cool. So maybe next time, that'll be on my list for something for next time. And then we went, we walked back and went to the pizza place that we were going to go to, which was a place that was near our hotel on Broadway, which had 99 cent pizza slices, which was actually delicious. And um, they it was so good. Like it was so stinking good. It was one guy in a super hot place. Like it was a guy in an oven and like a case with like Gatorades and waters. And the pizza was just so good. So we go back to the hotel and we had seen these shops called Insomnia Cookies. And it's cookies you order when you can't sleep and they deliver to you in the middle of the night. So my daughter had never seen Stand By Me and she wanted to watch it, so she put it on. So the cookies never show up. So my daughter calls and just... And, and they say, we don't know what happened and the bakery's closed. And, and she goes, we'll just cancel it. Just forget about it. So I was a little upset because we had actually walked past when we were walking, we walked past Magnolia Bakery and I didn't get a cupcake because we were going to get insomnia cookies. So this was the, maybe like the one negative thing that happened to us is I didn't get cookies and I didn't get a cupcake. And usually at the end of the trip, uh, there's always something that happens. And I and whoever I'm traveling with, I say, party's over. So um, it was just great. Like we had such a great time. So we wake up in the morning and it's Monday and it's time for us to uh, head to the airport. So I booked a dry bar appointment so I could try to have something done with my hair. Um. The whole trip, I it was like so humid and sweaty, and I sure did not look like I was a New York girl. I didn't look like, like I was from Sex in the City. So we, um, I went to Dry Bar, and my daughter uh, slept in. I went back. We finished packing. We actually uh, just hung out in the room until it was time to go, and we had a late checkout till 1 o'clock, and we flew in to Newark. We flew in and out of Newark. And I had read that that was a more difficult airport to get in and out of than JFK or LaGuardia. Um, I don't fly into LaGuardia um, anymore. I flew into it years ago, but I fly American pretty much almost exclusively, and I don't think they have direct flights. So the last few times that I went, I flew into JFK. And... 
it's kind of a hassle to get to JFK. Um, you know, tons of traffic, just a crazy amount of traffic to get to and from. And when I was reading some of the tour guides, they were saying, oh, New Jersey, you know, it's so far and you have to go through the tunnel and da da da. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to try it. Plus the flight was significantly less expensive if you flew in and out of Newark. So when we flew in, it actually took a while to get to the hotel, but maybe like 45 minutes. Like it was traffic all the way, but in the big scheme of things, maybe not so bad. The last time I came to New York and flew into JFK and had to, um, you come in like you're kind of by the United Nations and there was some sort of event at the United Nations and it was like impossible to get in. It took forever. So there was traffic, but it wasn't bad. And so um, I calculated that for when we left. So our flight left at 4.30. So I'm thinking, do we leave at 1.30? And I decide to leave at 1 o'clock. I'm like, I'm going to even build in more cushion. We leave at 1 o'clock. We are at the airport at 1.30. Also, when we flew into Newark, the security lines going into the airport were wrapped all through the airport. It was insane. There were so many people. I mean, I'm thinking thousands. And, and people were trying to get to their flights and they were panicking and starting to, you know, say, can I get by because I have to get to my flight. And we saw this as we were walking out, which is another thing I calculated. I'm like thinking this airport is insane. It takes forever to get through security. So we get to the airport record time. We check our bag. We go up to security. No people. Like we are ushered through within like 10 minutes. It was the quickest thing that has ever happened to me. So by the time we get to the American Lounge, I'm guessing it's like, I'm trying to remember this, it's probably like 1.45. And so we have about three hours before our flight leaves. So we kicked back and we found a corner in the lounge. I worked for hours. I did a phone call that I needed to do. Um, my daughter sat and read. And then we got on the plane and came home like it was a successful trip. It was great. So I just wanted to share that trip in case you're thinking about going to New York. Just some tips for it. Um, I sort of screwed myself over on timing um, because we flew in Monday night. Our flight was maybe 30 minutes late. So by the time we got home, it was close to nine. So I unpack, start a load of laundry, and I had my assistant slash sister-in-law drop off my mail and the file that I needed for a case where I had a trial the next day. So luckily at this point, my daughter's out of school. So now I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about getting her up for school in the morning. So I, Monday night, like I go through my mail, I get up on Monday, I go through the um, 
prep for the trial. I was already prepared, but I needed that, you know, one last review. I go into the office, I work for a couple hours, and then I go home and um, shower and go to the office. My blowout was still lasting from um, dry bar, so I got two days out of it and uh, went to the court and the hearing went well. And I go back home and um, just as tired as can be, like as tired as can be. And I wanted to order takeout. And the place where I wanted to order is now closed on Tuesdays. <laughs> so I ended up making uh, just pasta, which ended up being delicious. Like we ended up having this great dinner. So Wednesday is a day of meetings. And then Thursday, I have court in Mesa first thing in the morning. So I had to leave at 7.30 to account for traffic. I have an hour trial. So now I'm back in court in person probably 25% of the time. Um, last year, several months ago even, it was probably 1% of the time. But now um, things are back to where we're having more in-person hearings. It's really screwing with my schedule. It's becoming very difficult to, difficult, because I am having a combination of in-person hearings and virtual hearings. And really, when it was all virtual, I could get in, sometimes I would have four hearings in a day, and I could make it work just as long as they were not overlapping or even overlapping too much. If I'm in the office and I have a couple of hearings and my associates there, and they overlap a little bit, we can sort of double team the hearings. Okay, you cannot do this when you have hearings that are outside. So on Thursday, I have this hearing, and I had a mediation right after that was a virtual. And everyone in my mediation wanted to get going sooner. And I said, I have no control over this. I'm in court in Mesa, and... Um, I said, the best I can do is call you when I get back and we can get started. So we actually got started about 25 minutes early, which was great because the mediation ended up going till about five. So I had the longest day in the world. And um, all I could think about was, I just want to get to Friday because now it's Memorial Day weekend. So Friday comes, I don't have, I had a conference call on the schedule, which I actually ended up missing because I just had too much catch-up stuff going on. Um, it's It was sort of a like a marketing one, so I could miss it. But um, I got up and I went to spin class first thing, came back, went to the office, got my work done. I had an errand to run at Staples and actually made it home a few hours before five. So Saturday, um, of Memorial Day, I had a graduation party that was not near my house and for my cousin's son. So my he's my cousin too. And went to that. It, it was some traveling. My um, We have some friends who live out that way. So we killed two birds with one stone and saw those friends, brought my grandson with, brought my youngest daughter with. It just ended up being a really nice day. So now today is the Sunday before Memorial Day, and it was just a catch-up day for me. Um, I slept till 5.30, which felt 
nice. I got up, I had coffee, I made pancakes for my grandson. Um, my daughter, my other daughter came over with my other grandson later. We went swimming, played with the kids. And in between all this, I grabbed a couple of books and was reading when I could. And I was also working on a brief that is due sometime out, but I've just been carrying it around with me and working on it when I can, like 30 minutes here and there, and just chipping away at it. And this is a tip I'll give. If you can chip away at a project, you can really get a lot done. I just was, I had a little station set up at my kitchen counter. So I was in the kitchen and with everybody. And a lot of times people were off doing stuff anyway, so I would have the kitchen to myself. But I would um, I would just do like 30 minutes here and there. Do 30 minutes, pick up one of my books, um, do a little laundry, do a little cleaning. And by doing that, I did two and a half hours working on the brief. So it was great. It was like a perfect day for me. There are some things that I didn't get done. Like I wanted to get a little exercise in that didn't end up happening. Although I was on my feet cooking and stuff. So it was still an active day, but not in terms of like getting a workout done. And tomorrow's Memorial Day. And as I've said before, is there any way in the world we can convert all weekends to a three-day weekend? I need this Monday more than anything. I'm not out of town. I'm not doing really any vacation. I'm going to go to the office. I have end of the month stuff that I have to take care of. And I'm going to continue to work on the brief that I'm working on. Going to try to get in a spin class and spend some time with family. <laughs> so that'll be Monday. And then boom, back at it on Tuesday. So thank you so much for listening. Again, thank you so much for your support. This is year four. And just as a reminder, four years ago, I started this podcast. I started it at my other home that I lived in uh, two years ago. I've lived in this home for two years. And I sat in a closet there. I sit in a closet here. And the first weekend, I did three podcasts just to get used to talking into a microphone and posting them and seeing how it works. And for a while, for many years, I did weekly podcasts. And it really was COVID that changed me to every other week because I was starting to get um, kind of a what was it, a groundhog day effect, <laughs> where I was starting to feel like all my podcasts were maybe the same. But now that I'm back traveling again, and then hopefully starting to go to some conferences, I'm looking forward to getting back to some in-person conferences. I will have more things to share. Some quick things to talk about in terms of um, reviews. While I was on the plane, I saw Licorice Pizza, a movie I really liked. It's ev It's kind of hard to even explain what it's about. It's about it's a slice of life of two kids during the 70s. One, the woman is a little bit older. She's 25. The young man is 15. The actor who plays him is the son of um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's excellent. I really like this movie. The lead, the female lead, was wonderful. Just really good, like odd, <laughs> like in a way. 
um, sort of meandering in terms of the plot, but very good. It's by um, Paul Thomas Anderson, the same uh, director, writer who did Boogie Nights, and it's similar to Boogie Nights and kind of how it tells this, the tale, but really good. Um, I think that's all I've been watching. I'm still working my way through Ozark. I'm in season three, about the middle of it, so I'm I'm getting there. I will tell you, I really like Ozark. The I am a big fan of Breaking Bad, but I always had some problems with Breaking Bad because he was earning this money, but he couldn't do anything with it. And I've been saying to my sister-in-law, because we watched both of them, she's done with Ozark, but I'm saying Ozark is solving the problems that I had with Breaking Bad. Um, I'm watching The Staircase on HBO Max, really good. Colin Firth is so excellent as the main character. And it's a um, reenactment. I guess not really a reenactment, but it's um, it's acting out the documentary, The Staircase, but filling in a bunch of the blanks. And Tony Collette pl- plays the wife who is found dead at the bottom of the stairs. Um, and it's a lot of backstory with her too. So you're actually getting to see her as a person, which is nice. So that's just a couple things to um, take a look at if you're looking for something to watch. Thank you so much. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Patreon under Florence Legally Brunette, Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name, and you can find me under my public Facebook, um, Law Office of Florence Bremer. You can also find me on my website, bremerlaw.com. Thanks so much, and I'll be back in two weeks.